Well, hello everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, we're in this series, The Holy Spirit Powered Life. And I want to share with you something today that at the surface level, you can think it's not about the Holy Spirit, but it very much has come to me through the action of the Holy Spirit in my life. And, and I pray it's a blessing to you today. I think this is something that really speaks to all of us. I'm going to read from Luke's Gospel, chapter 12, verse 13. There is so much we could say about this, but let me just draw a couple of things out of it for our prayer for today. And, and, and to be honest with you, I've just recently had a phone call with uh, uh, a couple in Florida, Florida in the United States. A very good couple, people I have not met before, but people that we have had the chance to, to talk and who've been part of the ministry for a few years now. And what I sensed in them as I spoke with them is, is that in both of this, this married couple, that they really have a heart for God and are seeking for God in their life. And they recognize that wealth is not just in the dollars we have in our bank, but our wealth is our confidence in God. And so often when the kingdom of God, it's, it, it, God is dividing our thought processes. God is dividing our heart processes more than even our actions. So let's have a look at this and then we'll come back and talk some more. Verse, chapter 12, verse 13. Someone in the crowd said to him, that's Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, Friend, who set me to be judge or arbiter over you? And he said to them, Take care, be on your guard against all kinds of greed, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Right? One's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Here is one brother who's controlling the inheritance that people are going to receive. Now, in their day, the older brother got double portion of his inheritance than anyone else. The other brothers would uh, divide it up. If there were no brothers, it would go to the daughters. And if the daughters uh, actually received the inheritance, it was the requirement of the law that they marry within the tribe so that the inheritance didn't leave the tribe. I say all of that for this reason. There is, there is, there is rules around all sorts of things to do with what we have in our life. And, and, and Jesus makes this point. He says, life is more than just what you have. Now, at no time can we read what is here that Jesus is saying, it's bad to be wealthy. It's, it's bad to, to have things. No, 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 we don't read that. We don't read that. Sometimes we fall into the trap of thinking, well, being poor, being poor is better than being rich. Well, the scripture doesn't tell us that. The scripture says to us, what has your heart before God? The point is, thank goodness Jesus had wealthy people around him or people of means. Because if you look at, if you look at these people uh, in Jesus' ministry when he traveled around, what does it say? He was followed by a group of wealthy women who paid for him and his apostles. So Jesus isn't saying don't have stuff. He's talking about what has your heart. Now let's go on in verse 16. Then he told them a parable. The land of a rich man produced abundantly. And he thought to himself, what should I do? For I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, I'll, pull, I'll do this. I'll pull down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. 
And I'll say to my soul, soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night, your life is being demanded of you. And the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. You'll notice nowhere does it, is, is in that parable Jesus saying it's bad to be wealthy. It's not saying that. No, no, no. What he's saying is, where is your heart? Now, see, so here we have Jesus is using the example. He says, there's someone who is wealthy and, he, and, he, and he's getting more wealthy. His crops are growing and he thinks, what I currently have is not big enough. I'll build bigger barns. And so he built bigger barns to store his wealth. And then he says, I'll say to my soul, isn't that an interesting word? I'll say to my inner self, I'll say to the depths of me, um, I'll say, eat, drink and be merry. You have years of provision here. And then he says to him, but this very night, I'm going to, but you're going to die. Are you going to die? What good will all of that be to you then? Who's going to get it then? And it finishes by saying, so it will be with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich toward God. What he's saying is the richness toward God is a constant decision of our lives. We sometimes think that poverty and having, and having nothing is holier than having something. But when you read this in the scriptures what Je- and having wealth, what Jesus is saying is this. Jesus is saying... Is it, and, and I've found it in my own life. When I have faced times of financial pressure or struggle, I pray more, I'm more devout. <laughs> I go to mass, I go to church, I throw myself before God and say, God, how am I going to get through this circumstance? I've sometimes found when I've had more, I've, been, I've prayed less, I've been less dependent upon God because I have the resources and I can sit back and say, hey, drink, be merry, I'm all okay. And my confidence is in God. And and when it says here, uh, life does not consist in abundance of possessions, what Jesus is saying, where is your heart? I don't read this for Jesus to be saying, don't have possessions. Not at all. What I hear Jesus saying is, is, is have you, are, are you rich toward God? Are you surrendered toward God? Are you listening to God in your life? Is he the central person in your life? To the poor person who turns to God and says, God, I'm needy on you, that's easy. But to the person who has the capacity for dependence on themselves, whether it be wealth in money, wealth in knowledge, wealth in connections, wealth in all the various different ways that wealth can be understood, is that wealth can be, is, is do you have your trust in me? Are you rich toward me? Are you surrendered toward me? Now, how do we surrender? We surrender by the Holy Spirit's work in our life, by surrendering to the Holy Spirit and saying, Holy Spirit, you who are the power of God in me, I submit to your will and your way. Thank goodness we have wealthy people. Thank goodness we have people who are dependent upon God too. And and what this passage of Scripture speaks to me loudly with is, is, is that it's God first, everything else second. And when we have God in the center of our life, when we have God in the central place of our life, it is amazing how our lives are changed. We are changed. 
by what God does within us. We become more dependent upon him. And in a sense, we become rich toward God. Uh, there's so much more I could say because there's so many different things you can do, whether it be through ability, through talent, through connection, through all sorts of things where we can replace God. And our confidence can be in our knowledge or our skill. And God says to us, hey, you may be wealthy in those things, but are you wealthy in me? The surrendered heart is the doorway to God. Loving Father, we come before you today. Allow us to just surrender our heart to you, that we would be rich in you. And Father, we make this prayer in the name of Jesus, through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, God bless you all, everybody. See you tomorrow. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never, ever far from you.